0: Turning your Bibles today to Genesis and Chapter One, Genesis and Chapter One. Today we're thinking of the fifth day of creation. Uh, the birds and the fish. The May uh, 2021 National Geographic claimed uh, that scientists estimate that there are up to 430 billion birds on the earth at this time. And out of those billions, they have identified around 10,000 species or kinds, as it is in Genesis chapter 1. According to the British Ornithologists' Union list of species, there are 628 species of birds in the United Kingdom in November 2021. In most places in the UK, we can see around 40 different kinds of birds in our gardens and in our forests. The total number of living fish species is, is bigger. It's around 33,000. 70% of the world's species of fish live in the Pacific Ocean. In the UK, there are around 300 different species of fish, as the, the local fishermen uh, will be aware. Strangford Loch is famous, as you know, for its pollock and for its mackerel if you're down there at the the chippies in Port of Ogie or Port of Ferry and 80,000 of the the wintering birds have assembled down at at Strangford Loch the geese and the knot and the, the red shanks and here we are at the very beginning in day five of creation the creation of the birds and of the fish. What a journey this has been for us, hasn't it? From day one of the light being created, and then on day four, the sun and moon and stars being formed. And then in day two of the the atmosphere being created and the seas being gathered. Now on day five, the atmosphere being filled and furnished with birds and the seas being populated with fish. As we study day five today and are reminded of the incredible creation of the the birds and of the fish, hanging over us is this emphasis that It's not the final day of God's work of creation. It's day five, but it's not day six. High though we will travel in our study today, amazed though we will be at the work of God's hands, it's it's not the highest point yet. There's a greater height to be reached. Another day to come. The pinnacle of God's creation has yet to arrive then this account of day 5 in Genesis 1 verses 20 to 23 there are three unusual references three unique statements, three times that something is mentioned for the first time in the creation account and in our sermon today I draw your attention uh, to those three unusual statements in this fifth day of creation. The first is in verse 20 living creatures, living creatures. First time that living has been mentioned in the creation account. On day three, the land was filled with vegetation, with plants and with trees and bushes, but it's not described as living. The Bible thus is making a distinction between the vegetation and day five, the living creatures. And part of the distinction is evident later in the creation account when the vegetation is given as the food. Of these living creatures in verse 29. And God said. Behold I have given you every plant yielding seed. That is on the face of all the earth. And every tree with seed in its fruit. So living creatures are set apart on a higher level. Than the plants and the vegetation. But what are living creatures the word is used from verse 20 onwards in the creation account for birds for fish and then it's used of the beasts of the earth and then in chapter 2 verse 7 for humankind God breathed into his nostrils the breath that was living The Hebrew word is translated in our Bible as life sometimes, as soul other times. And it refers, Douglas Kelly says, to the principle of consciousness. A new aspect of God's creation. New heights being reached and moved to in day five. Creatures, Henry Morris says, that breathe, that are animated that have power to choose and to go places. Perhaps you're haunted by that rose bush that you planted last year. As it's grown and flowered and developed, you say, I planted it in the wrong place. Now that rose bush is never going to move by itself. You'll need to get the fork out and dig it out of there and move it to the proper location. The salmon of the north coast. They're going to head off to Scandinavia. The geese of Strangford. They're on their way to Canada. They are living creatures. With consciousness. Who move, who take decisions, who choose. Here's a new phase. A new level of God's creation. Here is life in its fullness, distinct from the vegetation. Here's a new dimension of life. Living, conscious creatures. The language of verse 20 is picturesque, isn't it? Swarming with swarms of fish. It reflects that the rhyming that's, that's in the Hebrew, and God is interested in the aesthetic in etiquette, in beauty, as well as the performance of his work of creation. And so should you and I be. But it's not only picturesque, it's powerful. He said, and it was so. What he commands comes to pass. And the the war in Ukraine is still on today. Not merely because... President Putin hasn't yet said enough. But because God in heaven hasn't yet said enough. His word is almighty. The higher status given to living creatures is reflected in God's care for the living creatures. Jesus teaches us in Matthew 6 that he provides food for the birds of the field. In Matthew 10 he reminds us that not a sparrow falls on the ground without our Father in heaven noticing it. Here's a new phase, a new level of the creation. Living creatures. And God's interest and care and compassion is great for them. But not too great. He loves us infinitely more than he loves them. And our care and compassion for our pets and for living creatures should be less than our care and compassion for one another. In January, a religious leader questioned the love of Christians which was more for their pets than for having children. Such was their love for their dog, for their cat, for their parrot that they put off having a family. And day five directs us to the proper perspective and value. The living creatures are important, a fresh stage of creation. But it's day five. Day six is yet to come. Living creatures. But a second distinctive of day five is large creatures. We have this in in the next verse. Verse number 21. Out of all the fish uh, which are created, one brand is, is singled out. God created, verse 21, the great sea creatures. The Hebrew word is used throughout the Old Testament in a range of places. Translated as dragons, as monsters, as dinosaurs. Psalm 74:14 uses it. You crushed The heads of the sea monsters. Isaiah 27, 1 describes the fleeting, twisting sea monster, the dragon in the sea. The word appears in writings outside of the Bible that, that, that date away back and always in the context of deference, of fear. Of intimidation. These sea monsters. The the, the writers outside of the Bible. Had the belief that. They had some power. Some control over the earth. And perhaps for that reason. Guided by God. Moses specifies this brand. Of fish that are created. Made by God. Under his control. By his design. His people have nothing to fear from the great sea monsters. He rules them. Put your trust in God. But what creatures are being referred to here? I can see anyone with a Scottish connection getting excited. <clears throat> John MacArthur, he lists whales, stingrays, great white sharks, giant squid, as included in this unusual and specified category of fish. But other commentators suggest that there's more that we're to see here. They indicate that this is one place that we're to include dinosaurs, which are now extinct. Creation ministries argue that there is often some element of truth in legends which have continued uh, down to this day. So we have the, the legend of the Welsh dragon. The legend of George and the dragon in England. And the legend of the, the Loch Ness monster. And while these creatures are not around today. Yet this text and other parts of scripture. Job 41-42 indicate that they were around the dinosaur, the great sea monster, the dragons. The ESV footnote suggests in, Gen- in Job forty-one that it refers to the crocodile, but there's aspects of that description in Job forty-one and forty-two that go far beyond the crocodile. As Job hears that incredible description of those large sea monsters, he feels small and insignificant. And he says, Regarding God, I know that you can do all things. And we're to use this, this second un- unusual inclusion in day five of the, the large creatures. In times when we feel big and God seems small, let's go and and, and visit clips of the Antarctic blue whale weighing 400,000 pounds, stretching to 98 feet. And in the presence of that great sea monster, we will feel small. And our God will be great living creatures large creatures and then the third and unusual inclusion in day 5 is lasting creatures this is in verse number 22 god bless them This is the first time in Genesis 1 that this action of God is included. That he blessed them. It's found in a few places after this. And and from those places we, we understand that by blessing them he separates them as being important. He didn't bless the stars. He didn't bless the light. But he blessed the living creatures in God's eyes. They were special. They were important. We'll find it in 2 verse 3 where God blesses the seventh day. Not the first or the third or the fifth. The seventh day was special to God. And these living creatures, he blesses. But in what way does he bless? Bless. From the context and from the use of bless in verse 28, we understand that the blessing donated on the living creatures is the ability to reproduce. Verse 22, God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. In verse 28, and God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. We have emphasized that creature species happen because God has put limitations upon them. We have elephants and foxes and tigers and lions mentioned in the Bible and witnessed in our world because... These limitations have been placed on the species. That the elephant gives birth to a calf with a trunk. That the giraffe gives birth to a calf with a long neck. Through the DNA code that we mentioned earlier, there is this limitation, this restriction, this categorization so that these creatures will be lasting creatures. So that Adam could see the swooping eagle and the diving dolphin, and you and I, centuries later, can also behold with wonder those creatures. Since 1910, scientists have conducted experiments on fruit flies. They've noted mutations in those fruit flies sometimes harmful mutations, sometimes neutral mutations, but never mutations which made the flies better. There is this inbuilt design of God that the living creatures will be lasting creatures they will be locked into the parameters that he has established for them. Living creatures, what an emphasis on day five. Our God is a God of life. The planet is not a wilderness. It's not a desert. It's not a Chernobyl, desolate of life and Health, but it's brimming, overflowing, swarming, he says, with life. A place of interest, a place of beauty, a place of wonder in the sky above us, in the earth around us, in the sea beneath us. Living creatures with consciousness, movement, decisions. the seahorse, with its locked jaw. Yet God has given it the ability to be able to suck in shrimp and a tail that can hang on to items to prevent it from being swept away. He's the God of life. And we come to him today for life. In ourselves, we are lifeless. In ourselves, we are dead. In ourselves, we are unbelieving. But we come and and worship the day. We draw near to him. We feel him in the text. We come to God for life. Didn't Jesus talk to us about this again and again in, in John's gospel? Sitting at the well, he spoke to the lady about the water of life. Talking to the hungry crowds, he spoke to them in chapter 6 about the bread of life. Speaking to the multitudes in chapter 8, he said, I am the light of life. Water, bread, light, all essential for human life, Jesus says, are metaphors of the life that he gives. To satisfy our hunger for forgiveness. Our desire for joy and fulfillment and hope. We come in these moments to the God of life. The large creatures. The white shark, 21 and a half tons. The crocodile with the, 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 the strongest bite out of any creature. The hippopotamus with its eyes and ears and nose in the top of its head so it can stay submerged in the water but see and hear. Why are they there? What is their purpose? Leviathan and Behemoth. That was God's question to Job. Job, do you know why I created them? What's their role and function in this world? And Job had no answer. They were big, they were real, but they were a mystery. Day five brings us to what is big and what is real, but what is mysterious. Your ill health, your bereavement, your unemployment, The war in Ukraine. All these are big. They are real. But we don't know why. And it humbles us in the presence of God. The large creatures. Spurgeon guides us here. He says, God, our God, He's too good to be unkind. He's too wise to make a mistake. When you cannot trace his hand, trust his heart. The living creatures, the large creatures that are speaking to us today, and the lasting creatures, God Has been so good in in locking these species into the parameters that he's set out with with the DNA and the instincts he's instilled into living creatures. Yes, the dinosaurs have have passed on. But so many of the creatures he has made remain for us. The woodpecker with its four toes locking on to the tree. And hitting that tree at eight times per second at 1,300 miles per hour. With the shock absorbers holding on to its brain. How brilliant a God has preserved the woodpecker for us to see. The albatross with its large wingspan. Able to fly a thousand miles a day. a sight. He's the God of lasting creatures and we look to him today and we think of our mortality and we're reminded of how quickly we can feel it and experience it and we look to him today to save us and to ensure that beyond this life we will enter the very presence of God. Isn't it striking in John 6 that Jesus says three times to everyone, anyone, children, teenagers, adults, pensioners, who believe in him, that he will raise them up at the last day. He saves us. He holds us. He will look after us beyond this world. And the principle of it here is in in day five of creation. Living creatures. Large creatures. Lasting creatures. What a day. But it's day five. Day six is still to come. And day six reminds us of the one who is Lord of all creation. To Jesus our Savior who demonstrated his lordship over the fish in the passage that we read in Matthew 17. Who demonstrated his, his lordship over the fowl in his prediction to Peter before the cock crow twice. You'll deny me three times. He is Lord of birds. He is Lord of fish. as we leave church today, let's reaffirm him as our Lord, that in this day, in this week, we'll acknowledge him as Lord of our life.